Hey guys, this is Ashley. And this is Miles. And we are starting a new podcast. And the podcast is called Figure It Out. And the reason that we're calling it Figure It Out is because along working aside together, we thought that we had to know a lot in order to start a company or just start anything. And uh, what it happened or turned out to be is that we just needed to figure it out. And so we wanted to create a podcast that really emphasized this message um, while also documenting what it's been like to start a company together. Um, So a little bit about myself when I chose to start a company. Um, I think one of my biggest insecurities was that I was going into a medical device company without having studied either medicine or even like biology or chemistry or anything like that. And um, that really made me feel like I wasn't able to carry this type of company or carry out the type of research required for the company. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was a big insecurity for me going into the startup. Um, but of course, after I spoke with a lot of you know professors that had either done similar kinds of companies successfully um, or just been in research in the fields that I was looking to enter, um, the common answer was just go try it and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a lot of those just to try and figure it out, you know, <laughs> like, oh, that sounds interesting. I wonder how you guys are going to pull that off. We had a lot of those. We had a lot. Yeah, like a yeah. lot of that. And then, I mean, obviously they gave us some good feedback. Um, we got a nice, you know, a few professors who were willing to help us along the way. But um, to, to our surprise, they didn't know the answers either. And I think that was really inspiring for us. Like, we went to one, a doctor and he was like literally the director of like part of the medical institution and his answer was just I don't know do it try it <laughs> um, it was very encouraging yeah it was really cool to see that like you know you don't need to have the answers to find um, really novel new ideas and most of the innovative part of, of starting a, a good company is just uh, trying things and, and, like I said, figuring it out. So that's a little bit about my journey in, in starting a company. I don't know if you want to talk about yours. Um, so my journey is the exact opposite of Ashley's. It's probably why we decided to work <laughs> together. So I'm more in the science field. Uh, I graduated Harvard with physics, so I'm very accustomed to being in labs and the whole scientific process, but I definitely have no experience even starting a business or thinking about even the economy, really. (laughs) So so I guess that's where Ashley sort of fills in the gaps, and even the things that we both don't know about starting a business, we just figure out on the fly, we just... Or we just go find the people who who might have the answer, and I think that's really what made us want to start this podcast. is that we realize that like no like I mean like I I've come across so many so many successful founders now and um, they're 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 not just humble but they they just don't have the answers like they don't know um, and even you can ask the same exact question to ten different founders and you're gonna get ten different answers and so what I realized is that there's a million ways to do one thing and um, execution plays a large part of it trying it and just figuring it out along the way and fixing and pivoting and you know, uh, fine-tuning things as they go along the way is going to be the best the best and fastest way to get there. Um, and so I guess, you know, Miles and I were talking, we were getting a few questions from um, some of my followers, and I think 
the best thing that we could have done is just start a podcast and try to help you figure it out <laughs> um, and give you a little bit of confidence and boost. And, um, you know, when we do get those questions to provide answers to those questions through this podcast. So that's really what we're doing. Um, a little introduction, like I said, about myself. Uh, I studied economics. Um, I was working in finance outside of school. Um, did a lot of family business coming out of that and now working on my own medical technology, which uh, it's a long journey. So if you're here to stick for the ride, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not quick developing a medical technology. I mean, it's supposed to be that way. You don't want to like really misdiagnose someone <laughs> yeah. or just mess with their healing. No, yeah, it's definitely going to take a long time, but um, a little bit of background, I guess. I'll, yeah, we should introduce what a little bit about what we're doing. Um, anyways, we're trying to start a medical technology for, I guess a medical device, um, for different diseases. And the very first step in doing that is basically seeing if it's possible. A lot of these medical devices are already created or developed by um, experts in the field. So when there is a gap in the medical field or even the med medical technology, um, it's really important to do some preliminary, pre preliminary, ooh, research <laughs> to uh, just see basically if the science is, is available and if it's possible. And you have to do a lot of literature research, which means diving into papers and seeing what's already been done. Um, and if it still hasn't been done, you can go ahead and try, you know, run a study and see if, if this type of technology is even possible to develop. Ooh, another thing that we had no experience doing. No. <laughs> just starting a study on your own and going through the IRB process. Yeah, like, I, I very you know, without, yeah, it's like, very, very daunting. I mean, education. <laughs> let, let alone raising funds for it. Like, I did yeah. not, like, we got very, very uh, blessed to have a close friend of ours um, funding our study, but I can definitely, like, I've worked in, we both do some research at Columbia, and, um, you know, having people tell me what to do all the time has been <laughs> my go my go-to research experience. But uh, you know, running running your own lab is definitely a little scary. And I, I'd say we had absolutely no clue what we were doing when we started. Like we had to ask a million people. And again, like the common answer from like every professor I've ever spoken to, um, even top tier you know talent, was just do it, just try it, get it approved, um, and and start running the study. And if you mess up, start over and you know, that's exactly what we've been doing, and we've been doing it for about six months now, and yeah, we're tailing our study, yeah. so that's been really exciting. Um, and as soon as we find out, we'll send send, the, send it out and analyze some data and see if it's even possible. So technically, our, our company could just go under after this. <laughs> Again, yeah, but, you know, we're just figuring we're it out. Just we're just figuring it out. It's kind of funny, but I, I, I will say, like, this is exactly how it's supposed to feel. And I think that's what I want people to get from this is that, like, all these people that you look up to who seem to have it all figured out, like, we don't. We're just brave and confident in being able to, to do our best and I guess being okay with like messing up here and there, um, we've definitely messed up in our study and we, you know, pick ourselves back up and, and try again. Um, but anyways, to give some direction to this podcast, I think the first question that I received from a lot of people, which, uh, Miles, feel free to also answer is how do you know if an idea is worth executing? Uh, that's a very common one I get, either either phrased in that way or phrased in, here's my idea, do you think it's good, um, do you think it, it has potential, things of that sort. So 
I thought maybe, like, again, we don't have all the answers because we're also just figuring it out, but I thought if we could give you some, some direction, it could be a helpful podcast. So, um, yeah, the main question, how do you, how do you know an idea is something worth investing in and, uh, I guess, worth putting the t- your time towards? Uh, what do you have to say? Um, I'd, I'd say first and foremost, it's you have to have an idea that you're passionate you know, that you're passionate to put a lot of time into and that you really want to see the outcome because there's plenty of people with ideas that just want to ride the trend or like people with ideas about like blockchain AI oh, you know, machine learning yeah the or, keywords like, keywords lock my cat you know yeah. and it's just like uh, do you really care about blockchain and all of those, those all those things or are you just trying to ride the wave of something popular so i think number one rule is like, do well, something you're interested in yeah that like, you're okay learning about and that you really want to dive headfirst into yeah like like why are you doing it i think is, it would be the second question i asked myself it's like and i like definitely definitely not a jab at anybody because i understand that like I mean, even when I went into starting this company, I thought it would be 10 times more fun than it really is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, spoiler, it's not fun all the time. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely not a jab at anybody. But I would definitely say that, like, um, question, like, why you're doing it. Because um, some some ideas, it, I, I there's, there's a few trends that I see. One would be, like, what Miles said, which is uh, you're kind of just trying to ride a wave and be part of something, um, which I'd be really try, – try to be a little bit aware of that if that's something you, you think you're going through. Um, number two is like some people are just very desperate to leave their current situation. So they run to business to try and um, create a better situation, but that doesn't always work uh, because business is not usually in your favor. It's really up to the market. And in order to get something up and running, like you have to ask yourself, like, why is, why should this thing be created? Whether it's a service or product, just like, why does it, why does this belong in the market? And I think one thing that I heard, I forget I completely, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was really good advice. Somebody said, um, a lot of people like to say like, what's the product market fit or something like that. Um, but I I like to switch that around to like, what's the market product fit? Like, like start with the market. Like what does the market need? And then find a product that fits that market. Um, cause when you start with a product, um, or like something that you're passionate about, you often like are a little bit blinded towards what the, the market actually needs and wants. Um, so, Again, my my advice there would just to be start with the market and start with the existing problem, um, and then if you can come up with, it, with it, quite a good solution that fits that market need, um, you're already off to a really good start. Uh, Ten times better than, or fifty times better than what majority of people do when they start their own company. Um, this is a really big piece of advice that I think helped uh, me and a lot of others who have you know gone through the ideation process and failed. Um, I do think that you really do have to think about it. I think some people think it's just supposed to fall on your lap or like good ideas don't come very often, but like there's, there's tons of opportunity out there. And I think, you know, I, I can, I can give you from my experience, like this one didn't fall on my lap. Like I definitely, we, we, we sat really there. We had to think about it. We went through so many ideas. Yeah. We like, it is, it is a conscious thing. And I think a lot of people think like, no, just like smart people come up with things. No, absolutely not. Like you, take the time, make the time to think about a good idea, but start with the market, start with like, what are some existing problems? And for me, the best place for me to start was like a problem that I was experiencing, um, myself. And, uh, that really helped me because 
nobody had to tell me whether it was a real problem or not. I was, I at least was able to validate that, Hey, I would pay money for this. Um, and, and without bias, like this was a really big problem for me. So try to remove the bias. Um, not just because something is cool. Uh, cool things don't usually always go to the market. Um, even like, I'll give you an example. Like when we were writing, uh, a grant for, um, some money for our second phase, if we ever make it there. <laughs> um, but we're, we, you know, we're writing a grant and part of the grant specifically says like, as cool as your science might be, like if, if people don't want it, like we don't really care about your science. Like, and it, it's so true. Like, yeah, that, that is very true. I feel like you have to have some, you have to have some sort of connection with the market and even like doing some market validation, like going to people and asking them, would they want this is a very important part of choosing which ideas you want to follow. Yeah, and I, and I know that sounds so cliche, like, yeah, validate your idea, but, like, go really far in validating. Like, don't just, like, don't just, like, hop on a, you know, call with a friend and be like, yo, what do you think about this idea? Like, no, like, go to a complete, like, yeah, your friends don't count. Yeah, they don't count. They don't count at all. Um, like, for, for, for us, for example, like, we, we went and spoke to, like, uh, people that worked in hospitals, people that worked in, like, you know, the direct people working or people that would purchase or like uh i guess prescribe what we're trying to develop and um we we actually received letters from them and and these are doctors right like they don't go out of their way to write a letter for no reason so for us that you know receiving a letter with a signature and the you know a header with their company uh head would really give us validation that like they actually care about what we're developing um and i guess in our previous we we, we had a previous idea that we were going to do and we went all the way to harvard and I don't know, we didn't do MIT. We went to Harvard and we went and started speaking to professors. And and to be quite frank with you, they were just like, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> this isn't a big enough problem for me, right? Like, it was, <laughs> so you know that validation could really help because I I, I thought it was the coolest idea. Professors like, yeah, academia doesn't really have any money. It's yeah, which, exactly, and that's really important too. It is because like like even if they think it's cool, like the, the other things, you're not just validating the idea and the problem, but you're validating the business model. So you're validating like, first of all, can these people afford it? So if I'm going to create a medical device, like are patients paying for this or is it going to be covered by insurance? And is it is it important enough and big enough of a problem for insurance to cover it? You know what I mean? Like those are questions and those are things that we had to validate. So while we called up these doctors, we asked questions like, you know, who usually pays for these things? Like, do you think that like, based off what you know your patients pay for, do you think they would pay for them? I mean, their answer was no. The patients could only pay for probably half of what you're going to charge um, at your estimate. But if you can get insurance to pay for even some of it, I think it would be a good business model, right? So all of that information was written in a letter. And those letters not only helped us validate, but like when we went to raise money even by a close friend or when we go to submit these grants, like we actually submit these letters and um, it helps us raise money because they see like there's actually a, a good business market opportunity here. Um, so again, number one, um, be aware enough to know that uh, it's not just about your fun ideas and you know joining a trend. Actually, I think a lot of venture capitalists that I've spoken to, um, they they actually run away from those like buzzwords. It's kind of cringy to them, uh, <laughs> unless unless it like, really really matters in what you're doing. Uh, just throwing a bunch of buzzwords is is just a complete turnoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little cringy, um, and. Uh, Having, you know, the idea is that you want something novel. You don't want to be like everyone else. So, you know, you, maybe even introduce something new to them. Educate them a little bit. Teach them it's that you're learning something. a good rule to have, like, choosing which idea you want. Having something novel. Yeah. 
Yeah, run from competition sucks. Like you, you should be running away from like any possible comp. Like if if you are entering a market or or trying to solve a problem that's already solved by three different companies or four different companies or five, even worse, five, six, seven different companies. Like run. Like why would you? Well, not why would you? I'm not, again, I'm you're, not trying to jab someone. You're just but, fighting an uphill battle yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. You're just constantly going upwards. I mean, you can do it. It's like. Very possible. No, no, let's, let's just say this. There's two different types of companies, right? Like, there's a business where the objective is to make money. And if your objective is, objective is to, to just, like, make money and, like, pay your bills, then go ahead. Maybe enter a competitive market. But if your idea is to create something novel, solve problems, you know, like, really take a shot at entrepreneurship, then I would say, like, run away from competition. You don't want it. Like, there should be, like, nobody solving the problem, like, like at all. Uh, it should be a very unmet need, um, underserved. Um, and, and that's how you know that something, uh, it's probably going to be harder to get, get up and running, but once you get it up and running, it's going to be a lot easier to sell because anybody who's genuinely experiencing that problem can really only go to you for the solution. And if it's really a good problem, a good enough problem, then they're going to pay for it, a solution, right? So, um, I see a lot of people trying to start like, you know, oh, I'm going to start like developing websites for people. Like, yeah, there's, there's millions of people developing websites. So if you, I make my own websites at this point. Like even I, if I wanted to go start my own web development company. There's websites for developing websites. Yeah. Like it's so saturated. And like, personally, personally, again, this is, this is an opinion podcast. I would never start a company like that. Right. Go ahead and do, everybody has the right to do what they want, but because it's an opinion podcast, I'm going to say I would never start a company like that. Yeah, I don't think I would start a company like that either. Waste of time for me. It's just like, like the amount of work that you're going to put in networking with people and trying to get customers and trying to win those customers over from your competitor that's literally probably sitting right next to you because there's so many of them. Um, the, the amount of time that you're going to put into it and the amount of return is just so little. It's, it's not worth it to me. That's, that's, that's a pass for me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think my time's worth a little bit more money. But... Um, Again, up to you. Like, if you're just trying to pay bills and get out of your corporate job, um, it's, it's definitely a fair, uh, a fair business to get into. Um, again, no jabs at anybody, but opinion podcast definitely not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be our slogan: opinion podcast. I, I just like to say it's opinion because then I get like all these jabs, like, oh, how, who are you to say? <laughs> but um, I mean, we'll still get those jabs, but. At least we're preparing for. I'm that. an opinionated person. Okay, that's who I am. I'm an opinionated person, and I say uh, no to that. But, anyways, um, yeah, and and I think another good point in in looking at competition, something that a lot of people miss. Um, a lot of people when they're looking at their competition, they'll say like, okay, I'm going to create this. Um, what do we see to get to? Uh, today like okay like for example the first person to create um cbd oil right so oh my god cbd oil first one ever cool investors are all over it who's your competition the first thing they're gonna say is nobody and why they're gonna be like nobody's ever created cbd oil we have no competition right that's absolutely false um so the question that you're asking when you look at your competition is not necessarily who's doing the exact same thing as us the question you want to ask yourself is what is the problem i'm solving so maybe for one like you're selling cbd oil for um, the problem of, of like anxiety or, uh, restlessness, like people can't sleep or things of that sort. Right. So if that's the problem and who you're marketing to, then your, your, your competitors could be anybody who's, who addresses the problem of anxiety. So your competition is whoever solves the same problem, not necessarily who solves it in the same way. So like if a therapist is helping with anxiety, if there are certain drugs on the market, helping with anxiety, those are all your competition. 
So I hear a lot of times, like, I know that this is a huge turnoff for me. It's a huge turnoff for a lot of other investors who are out there and speak with startups and founders. Uh, when they when they ask you who your competition is and you say nobody, and in reality you have hundreds of competition, it just it's a bad look. Um, it's a really bad look because uh, it, it's unrealistic. You have tons of competition, actually, and the second that they pull those out, you're completely out of their minds. Like, you lost. It's, it's a game over for both the, the funding that you're trying to achieve Maybe even like the team, like a, maybe you're looking for a co-founder and you're, whoever you're explaining this to, it's just a bad look. Um, so when you're looking at your comp competition and trying to see like, is my idea actually novel? Don't just look at like how you're solving a problem. Uh, look at what problem you're solving and if anybody else is solving it. And I think the best word to to use to, to look at that is, is it underserved? Is the problem underserved or is it overserved? Right. So like, um, again, I don't want to go into too much detail with like, you know, our stuff but um yeah, i guess like with cbd oil my question would be like okay what problem are you solving and the second that they say like oh we're trying to um you know help people with anxiety and i ask who their competition is and they say nobody like you're wrong uh <laughs> there's plenty of things yeah that help with oh yeah oh yeah meditation apps like those calm apps um you're looking at like uh, wine even wine could be like a competitor at that there's, point there's tons so of things relieve anxiety yeah. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm the consumer and I'm saying, oh crap, I have anxiety, and you're saying, here's the CBD oil. Technically, I can choose between your CBD oil. I can choose between wine. I can choose between a therapist. I can choose between anxiety medication, meditation. Yeah. So I, I you have tons of competition, um, and so I think that's a really good place to look and looking for that novel opportunity where you don't necessarily have. I mean, I won't say like always. I mean, not everybody's gonna find somewhere where like there's no competition, but like it's like. Very like minimize the amount of competition. Absolutely, like do your best to minimize the competition, and if you really think it's still a good idea, then go for it. But, um, I mean, like my motto in my head is just run from competition. I I don't like it at all. Yeah. Oh, this tea's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, here in New York, it's a little, a little bit cold. But um, all right, what else? What else we have for that? Like finding a new idea. Okay. Oh, also like novelty-wise, um, look at look at the, whether you're gonna have an opportunity for intellectual property, um, especially like when oh, it comes that's, to like that's very big. yeah, like um, that's how you know. Usually, like really successful companies will have some sort of intellectual property in the form, not necessarily in the form of like a patent, but like some sort of like, hey, we're doing this differently, and it's really hard for anyone else to replicate, right? Like that's you a really technical like, to like work on an idea for like months and months and months. You have this prototype. And then you figure out that someone already has a patent for whatever you're doing. Yeah, or the, or or they just take you down in two days. So like, yeah. I, I've had yeah. people come up to me and they're like, "Oh my god, like, I came up with this thing, and like, it's a new way for you to like do this thing on your website." And I'm like, "That's really cool, and I think people would use it, but why can't like WordPress just find you and copy you and then kill your company because they have 10 million other features and then nobody goes to you anymore?" Right. So like oh, yeah. if, if, if like a big company like that, at that point, you're just like a feature, right? You don't, like, you don't want your company to be a feature. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can create it for fun. I mean, I'm oh, all for that. Like open source. Cool. But like definitely a good resume builder building features. <laughs> yeah. Open source, like help us out. But like if, um, if you're going to come up with like the next, I don't know, like thing that allows you to do X, Y, Z, and then technically a company can just copy you, um, who already has a million other 
like wonderful things. Like I'll have, for example, somebody come up to me and say, okay, I want to create this new thing that allows you to look at stocks and it allows you to manipulate the data in XYZ way. And I'm like, that's really cool. I probably would use that, but why can't Bloomberg just create it and shut you down? Like why would, like everyone that already is in finance would just use a Bloomberg terminal. And the second Bloomberg comes out with their feature, you're irrelevant. Yeah. How are you going to compete? Like, how are also, you going to... Yeah, it also feeds back into that competition idea. Exactly. Like, you don't want to be stamped out in just, like, a couple seconds by a, a bigger company. Yeah, and I, I do consider that competition. Like, if you don't have, like, some sort of novelty and something that you can... Some sort of secret to your company where somebody can't easily replicate it, um, I question it. You're going to have a hard time surviving or you're going to have to survive on a very small scale where you're technically irrelevant to the broader market. I think another um, really important part is that a lot of people forget to think about the economics of the business. So like, let's say you're coming out with like a product um, or even like, even a service, but let's just say product because it's more simple for an example. Um, my, my, my dad's company, for example. So he just started um, a shoe company that's made for like extra, extra comfort, um, but really tailored towards certain medical communities. Um, you know, we had to figure out the economics of like, okay, how much are the raw materials at large quantities and then if we wanted to manufacture it and then we wanted to box it up and then we wanted to ship it and then the labor that goes into that right like from a to b like from creating the actual device the the shoe and then getting it to the door of the customer how much money does that cost and that includes even like marketing right so even like getting the customer's eyes on the product and then how much can it sell for like what's what are people willing to pay and then what profit margin is left over and is there a profit margin left over right so like figuring out those yeah. economics too i think definitely plays a role in whether the, the idea is, is worth kind of investing in if you don't have those numbers early on that's okay but like try to get an estimate like making sure that at least like all right maybe like there's no profit margin today but we can at least break even so then at least you know down the line you can like wiggle your way through some profit margins um and just making sure it's worth it to you like is this is this kind of product going to sell 10 a day or is it going to sell like 200 a day because if it's going to sell 200 a day you can probably have a little bit smaller of a margin if it's going to sell like a thousand a day you definitely can have an, a smaller margin and if it's only going to sell like 10 a day because it's a more expensive product like a maybe some really big medical technology like a scanner or some of some sort or like um, a refrigerator or something or yeah, depending on the type, like a really luxury, whatever, and it's only gonna sell Multi like cabinet refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, we sell we sell like I don't know thirty a day, right? Like those, and we only sell in America. Like those ones, you want to make sure you have a nice margin to, you know, up, up, keep your operations, but also be able to improve the business, spend in the business, and and make profit at the same time. So the economics definitely also kind of goes into whether it's a good idea um, or not. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be too in-depth on going into the economics like you can just do a bunch of back of the envelope calculations sort of like power scale sort of thing like yeah yeah I, like estimates like am i going to sell a thousand am i going to sell 10 is it going to sell for like 50 dollars? is it going to tell for like five thousand dollars just to get a sort of idea of the scale of the business and sort of an idea of how many how many products are you going to sell a day and sort of get the idea of and then that goes into like yeah. figuring out like how big your market is right like if, if i'm selling to a medical population where there's only like i don't know twenty thousand cases a year um that definitely tells me about how many you know how, yeah. how, how many i'm trying to sell <laughs> yeah. per his day or month or whatever but yeah figuring out your market size would also be a really big part of choosing whether your idea is good or bad because if you're serving one person 
and you want a million dollar business, you have to sell a million dollars to that one person. Versus yeah. if you have like a thousand, a million people, you only have to sell one dollar product to those million people to be to make a million dollars. Right, and hopefully you can get larger than a, a dollar margin there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I get the the, the 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 idea definitely came across. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, th- I think that's really important. And then uh, the, the last thing that I would really look at is also like um, kind of value your company. Obviously, you can't value your company on anything monetary because you don't have any sales or anything. But what you can do is ask yourself, what is this person's life before my product or service? And what is this person's life after? And that's really, really going to give you a nice picture of how important this problem really is, right? So like if I'm looking at before, maybe the before of the product is okay, well, without our product, uh, people have six months to live, right? So this is a very severe problem, Mm -hmm. right? So if you can solve that problem, you better believe that if you can actually do it efficiently, you're going to make some money. Yeah, some Um, would say dying is the worst problem you could have. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, and obviously that's not your everyday problem. But like, let's say like, uh, let's say the problem is um, you're trying to create some software and before your software, people are spending nine hours to do something with your software, they spend an hour. Um, that's, that's a lot of cost saving. And if you charge $20 a month and they're paying someone hourly, you're saving them a lot of money, right? So, um, being able to quantify that, that saving for the before and after is, is the value of your company, right? Like the value of our company is, um, I don't know, like a thousand dollars in salary per month, um, per person. We're worth a thousand dollars a month per company. Like that's a very important statement and that's a, that's a really good sell. If you can, if you can communicate that really, really well, um, you have a, a much easier time communicating why your business is a good idea and how to, you know, raising funds for your business and communicating to customers. And if you want to get that validation, like th- those are the real, the, the, the things that you want to communicate. Um, but anyways, we, we actually recorded this podcast on a drive. <laughs> so, uh, our drive has ended. <laughs> our drive has ended. Yeah. So sad story. Woo. But, um, we wanted to get something out, even though it's so raw and, um, it might sound and look really ugly right now. Um, but we promise we're going to figure it out and we're going to improve <laughs> it and we're going to get some visuals to this. We're going to get the sound better um, as long as you guys keep listening and are, are actually benefiting from this. So if you liked it, um, let us know in some sort of uh, written form, comment, uh, a like, like, whatever subscribe. it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Wherever we end up putting this. I don't Smash know where that gonna... like button. Smash <laughs> the like button, wherever that is. Um, Ring that subscriber bell. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Let, let us know that you like it. Um, and if you do, we will obviously continue and and make it a little bit more fancy for you um anyways thank you so much for subscribing if you have specific questions obviously day one we answered the question of how do you know an idea is worth investing in how do you know it's a good idea um if you have specific questions about business and startups um again it's a very opinionated podcast but we will give you our opinion um, of how we would figure it out um if that's helpful then we're doing our job so thank you for listening um and uh, we'll be back with our next episode all right thanks guys